Here we go. We're back on SEO Conspiracies. Uh, hey, Lauren, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. And yourself? Not so bad. Thank you very much. Not so bad. And we're going back into the urban legends and the myth of SEO. What are we can on we today? Can we reverse engineer Google? Can we uh, understand what the algorithm are made of? Well, <laughs> that's a big question, really. <laughs> you can reverse engineer some bits of Google, I think. Uh, but, um, but no. Uh, here's, here's a thing that I, I think people uh, miss when they're trying to analyze content on a page. Um, they don't necessarily see you know uh, how that page fits into the world so the the not the, the link graph is um is a vital part of google's uh, of google's you know uh, look at the web and uh, and so unless you happen to crawl the internet um every day then you can't make that work i mean fortunately that's what majestic does so you have got a system that does that um but uh, but um I think you couldn't uh, couldn't do that yourself um, unless you had a huge amount of infrastructure. And I remember once on um, one of those uh, business for you, you know, uh, freelance websites, someone putting up a job saying, "I would like somebody to make me a tool like Majestic. I've got five hundred dollars to spend," <laughs> <laughs> which made for quite an interesting blog post on my part. I quite enjoyed that. You know. So I think um, there's so many uh, algorithms and things in there that um, that uh, properly re uh, reverse engineering it is is pretty uh, difficult. Um, that said. Uh, I think that looking at um, uh, looking at signals and things within a a set of results is a very good way of looking at, uh, at at how you could be better than that seed set of results. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. oh, it totally makes sense. But if we don't have and we didn't have majestic, <laughs> if, <laughs> if we only have five hundred bucks, how do we do it? Well, the way we did it uh, has a, a name and because there is a scientific method, right? The way to, to understand things. And there's also a bunch of people figure out that, for example, the title tag is the most powerful. Uh, and if enough people you know, say, okay, I think title tag is strong and maybe the strongest element on page, then most likely the title tag uh, is the, the, the most important. If you have enough people, you know, who agree on the thing. But yeah. The problem is none of them test. They just follow everybody else's ideas. So <laughs> exactly. very few SEOs do a proper test on these things. And, and uh, I, I think the other thing is we have a tendency, it goes back to bias, isn't it? Uh, human bias. We test things that we can see, but we don't understand the things that we can't. Um, so, I think the idea that um, uh, anchor text was important was because Yahoo Site Explorer could show you the anchor text, uh, or you know, when when that was around. So, or, or you know, so there are things where you test this because we've got a way of measuring it, um, but you completely ignore the things that you that you couldn't test because you you can't, you haven't got access to the data. One of my favorite one is the latent semantic analysis or latent semantic indexing. LSI, yeah. Google bought 
a company called Applied Semantics. And everybody was like, okay, Google bought uh, Applied Semantics, so they must do some, some LSI, LSI, LSA, LSI in, in yeah. search. Well, yes, they bought out this company, but that was for advertising. That's, that's at the core of AdSense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And once you, you dive into those algorithms, they are very heavy and they are so powerful that if Google put it into search, there would no, not be any content left on the, on the web. Everybody, everything, everything will be out. Um, and the way we reverse engineer is usually you look at your website, <laughs> your little vertical of, of queries, and you generalize. <laughs> it's not the way it works. And especially mm -hmm. a search engine made by an engineer is very different as a search engine from an SEO perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I, I think um, it's going to be, it's always going to be impossible to, to reverse engineer everything. Um, but but certainly our our ability to run proper tests are are, are pretty limited. It's, you know, it's hard to to um, to to do proper A/B tests of an idea, um, and and so and also you know fake news comes into it so much um, really you know as soon as as soon as one person says something, either that person is respected and therefore everyone believes it, or that person isn't known so everybody you know knocks it on the head with you know without really thinking about it, uh, and I've been guilty of it um, for sure you know. Um, of saying something is true, true without having a, a basis to say that on. Hopefully I'm getting older yeah. and I'm doing it less. Uh, but, um, uh, but you know, so much of this is seems subjective. And something that could be true, then untrue and then true again. For example, the, the Royal Nuffalo. I did an experiment saying that Google was going beyond the, the real no follow it was not following the guideline then a couple of years and that was like maybe 10 years right at the beginning of the real of no follow I, I forgot when it came up then a couple of years later did the test again and google was stopping was not going beyond and then apparently now it it's it's going to crawl again past the, the no follow so you know i Difficult, but yeah, and another one is click through rate. You know, some some say click through rate counts towards rankings, and some says it doesn't. You know, but I think either way, um, it's not always the signal that you're actually trying to improve that is being measured by Google. It may be a, a different one. So Google may be um, I don't know, measuring the uh, the quality of the the dwell time or they might be measuring the click-through rate or they might be measuring the uh uh the the um match between the users uh the users um preferences and the content on the pages preferences which may be different for different users uh and they may be associating different there's so many different ways that we that, that um, google could be measuring that they can quite often say no, we don't use click-through rate as a ranking factor. It doesn't mean to say that the click-through rate over time wouldn't be a ranking factor, wouldn't affect the rankings because, mm. um, you know, it, it may doesn't have to be a direct correlation for it to have an effect. Well, the, and, and <laughs> on that specific example, there is a, a patent 
about what's called the pogo sticking, which is the click rate within the search engine result page, because people yep. think it's about the, the analytics. Well, it makes more sense that within the, the search engine, but the, that pattern is from Yahoo, <laughs> which right. doesn't mean that Google is not using something similar. And from what I understand, speaking to some Googlers, but there were Googlers from Dublin, not from, from Mountain View. Right. Um, and they were saying, yeah, we use that, but it's not as important as people think. It's more like a broad saying, okay, quality thing, are people validating these results or not? Um, but it's definitely, in my opinion, more about the click-through rate within the search engine result, search engine result page than within the, the site, because it doesn't make sense. We, we spoke about Wikipedia. We, Wikipedia, people read one page and leave. Yeah. Uh, if you go to a travel website, you're going to visit 25 pages. It's going to take 35 minutes, but is it more relevant? Um, Who knows? Yeah. 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 I, I think um, the, uh, the pogo sticking as well, there's other things that can cause a pogo stick as well. So, you know, if, you're, if your site is heavily reliant on, you know, that link from Le Monde, you know, um, then, um, and then, you know, Le Monde starts flipping in and doing its own A-B testing and, and taking your link away and stuff, you can get pogo sticking there, you know. So there's, true, true. There's, um, there's other ways in which those kind of things could happen. I think another, another uh, thing there is uh, taking patents. So uh, Bill Slowski is, you know, world's, world's best expert on nothing <laughs> about Google patents. And no doubt about it and hats off and fantastic. But even as he says, you know, just because there's a patent on it, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what Google's doing. And also when that patent comes out, that bears no relation to when any of that is used within the, uh, the Google algorithms. I mean, that, those timelines sure. are totally separate. The legal timeline for a patent coming out and the application timeline for a Google, Google engineer putting something into a system, totally different. So, uh, and, and I do see some people, you know, Bill comes out and shows shows about another patent, and then everyone suddenly says, "Oh yeah, I saw this just last week." You know, <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, so people reverse engineer without uh, correlation, uh, without without understanding um, the the. Uh, and when you when you know, yeah. I I know more people at Quant.com than at Google, but what I know for a fact that ninety nine percent of the stuff that they patent or they do in labs don't go into production. They have something at Google that's called the safety check, meaning in the lab, you could have a breakthrough revolution discovery, but if it's gonna mess up what is already in place, they don't put in, they, they don't use it because Google works and it's an old, <laughs> it's an old uh, technology and they pile up technology on top of another. So I don't know how many billions lines of codes and different languages and stuff. So whatever comes up does, has, is very important that it doesn't mess up with, with whatever is, uh, is already in place. You made an interesting point before we came on, you know, that maybe it's not the, uh, not the algorithms you need to reverse engineer, it's the people. <laughs> what do you mean by true. that? <laughs> well, my, my bio reads search engine hacker. And any, any search engine, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever, I, I'd like to, to uh, understand how an algorithm works. But the way I did it, did do it is first I, I reverse engineer people. 
and this book this from John Battle, The Search, uh, which I read maybe like 15 years ago, was a breakthrough for me because I started to understand the mindset of the people who made such changes. If you reverse uh, the, the culture, the value, whatever that person wants to do by means of an algorithm, it's more than enough, more than enough. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, so now at the top of Google, there's a change at the top of Google. Uh, and do you think that's, uh, that, that signals a change in, uh, change in the uh, uh, philosophy of Google? Well, yeah, I, I mean, now you know the answer because uh, we spoke about it before. But yeah, the... I'm just trying for you to not say, you know, <laughs> challenge me with the question. I knew what he was going to do, guys. He was going to ask me who's in charge of Google. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the question so I don't have to not answer. <laughs> No, it's a tricky question because every time I ask it, nobody knows. Before it was Amit Singhal, right? Who, who made Google? People think that it's Larry Page and Sergey Brin. No, it's, it's Eric Schmidt from a financial point of view and Amit Singhal from an algorithmic point of view. He, he rewrote the page rank, he entered spam, blah, blah. All the, Amit Singhal is an analytic linguist and everything is in order, everything is in the right place, uh, H1 is value this, and the, the, uh, everything is very analytical and from an automatic language processing point of view of, uh, of a linguist. Then he left, and now in charge of Google, there is uh, the, the former boss of MetaWeb. Uh, Google bought MetaWeb to create the knowledge graph, and the two guys are in, in charge of Google, and the other guy is from uh, Runbrain, the the, the uh, machine learning team. So, in my point of view, Runbrain is the boss of Google today, and not only Google, but all the search engines, machine learning is the boss. And the, I, I, I and, and I, I think that's um, that's a great way to look at re reverse engineering Google because if you've got at the top of Google. Uh, the machine learning and the and the semantic, you know, the, the knowledge graph kind of uh, people, the people that built those things, it tells us that Google is doubling down on on um, on the knowledge graph. It's doubling down on machine learning. It's doubling down on uh, on that approach, uh, and it does mean that the the knowledge graph is just going to get into every part of the google system if it isn't already sure. um and it just goes to show that the old school you know keyword stuff in as we've started on the the series with um ain't gonna work no more you know <laughs> and again it makes sense it's logical i mean to un the, what is the the knowledge graph is basically you put a a number uh, id number on everything uh, that exists so so yep. This this uh, this is uh, labeled with an ID. So yeah. again, you need context because camera by itself doesn't mean anything. But if you if you surround this entity yeah. with uh, enough with context, a brand then, or whatever, yeah, then then you get get ideas. So, I, but I think what's interesting um, for SEOs uh, is if you think of if if you think of uh, the knowledge graph as as a massive encyclopedia, really. Um, of ideas, of concepts and ideas. The, the danger, the, the, the optimization part of search engine optimization will be, right now, 
is us feeding the knowledge graph. We've got to we've got to feed, you know, that we've got something relevant about a a, a Canon camera or a Pentax camera or whatever it is um, it, uh, to feed into the knowledge graph. The optimization part is how do you get the knowledge graph to send that traffic or that human back to you because it's currently amassing its own view of the world that doesn't need to go back to to the data sources to provide the answer to the to, to, to the question right. for the for the user and i think that's that's the optimization bit as we go in you know into the into the 20s and the, beyond the 20s you know um very difficult very getting difficult that situation. getting that yeah it's a one-way it's a one-way trip um but it won't be a one-way trip as long as you've got a unique proposition a unique proposition where you know if if you want to uh, if you want to stay in a hotel in you know this village here you know google hasn't got the hotel it's got to buy it from someone but you you know better off being the owner of the hotel than maybe the you know the booking.com in the middle true I think people need to dissociate what they do for branding, marketing, and what they do from a commercial point of view to to convert. Because knowledge um, graph and all sort sort of things is more about branding than really selling. Uh, I got a story. There's a there's a, a salesman and a marketer that go out into a club. The salesman is going to go to the bar buy a buy a drink, go to a girl and say, hey, beauty, you want a drink? No. <laughs> Second girl, no. Third, but the seventh is going to say yes. That's a salesman, right? The marketer is going to reserve a table, buy a bottle, he's going to be dressed well, he's going to put himself in display. Both of them are going to achieve the objective and both of them can work together, but it's just a different mindset. and. <laughs> people confuse each other i think everything has a place marketing branding and then sales but nowhere nowhere to do uh one or the other is is the key here so here's my here's my networking tip and i learned this from my wife actually if you're um if you're uh going to a a networking event and you don't know very many people at that networking event then uh, the trick is to be the first one to arrive. Because if you're the first one to arrive, yeah. the organizer says, hello, who are you? And then they introduce you to the next person. Very and nice. then you know one more person than the next person that comes in. <laughs> so then you take over and say, hi, how you Love doing? It. This is so-and-so and, -so and stuff. And then go down the line, bomb, 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 bomb. And uh, you come out looking like the guy that knows everybody. <laughs> but if you do know everybody, then absolutely. Just sit down, get your bottle of wine, and wait for people to come to you. That's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we digressed from uh, digressed. Sorry. Digressed. <laughs> yeah. But but fine. Next topic is going to be Google updates, so it's a follow up on this. But to finish up on on reverse engineering Google, maybe you can find a little truth about your website, about your keywords, about something a little trick on on your little vertical, but. Don't try to generalize, right? Uh, yeah, you, you're not going to be able to build Google. Exactly. <laughs> okay. See you next time. <laughs>